0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the ivy league mindset podcast this is season two episode six in this episode hawk sits down with jesse sheriff from the sheriff performance academy and they chat about jujitsu, crossfit training a whole bunch of different things enjoy welcome
1: back guys to another ivy league mindset podcast we have jesse sheriff here so, he co-owns West London CrossFit, uh, podcast, also, also a co-host for a podcast, and, uh, local beast. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, and you just got into jujitsu, is that right? Yeah, just this, uh, this past year.
2: I've been doing it for about, uh, eight months, I guess, mm-hmm. at this point. Eight months? Nice. Yeah. How do you like it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's so addicting, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it yet. I haven't been able to put my finger on it, but... uh, A
1: lot different from what you're doing right now, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. Do you compete in CrossFit? I do, Okay. So that transition from CrossFit, we'll get into CrossFit in a little bit, um, but that transition from being a CrossFit competitor to new at Jiu Jitsu is a big transition, eh? Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, Do you find it very humbling?
2: For sure, yeah. Um, and I think that's just like anything else that you try for the first time. If you're open to it, then it, the humbling isn't like a negative thing. It's more of an exciting thing than anything else, and that's kind of what I take from it. Like every time I go to jiu-jitsu, um, it, added, it has a different, and I don't want to go too big of a tangent, but it has like a, a different <laughs> like... Um, introduction than CrossFit did. Yeah. So with like strength training and conditioning, you feel like you're getting better really fast. Yes. When you're first starting, mm-hmm. you're getting stronger every single session. You're seeing the lifts go up. You feel more conditioned. You feel more able every single session. Yeah. At Jiu Jitsu, I feel the complete opposite. I feel worse <laughs> every single time I go. I feel like I'm getting worse. Yeah. And uh, I think around like the six month mark, all the people that in hindsight we're taking it very very easy on me yeah at the very beginning I yeah. started to try a little bit yes no. then it was like right back to the start again it's like I I don't know how to do anything um, this is brutal
1: how how important is it for you to have that it's almost like a slow grind it's like doing something like you say where you don't think that you're progressing but you are yeah but it just takes a long time how important is it for you to have something like that in your life? Uh, very, very mm-hmm. important. I think, and that's, I think
2: that's the main reason why I started jujitsu. Um, I was finding, uh, like moderate success competing in CrossFit and functional fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like I had reached with my commitment and with my, um, ability, I, I felt like I kind of reached as far as I was going to go in that sport. Yeah. Um, and then for a couple months you just kind of feel stagnant yeah and then that to me I just I don't like that at all Mm -hmm. Um, so it was time to find something to get that back a little bit almost like a little bit of fire yeah right yeah absolutely yeah and that struggles fun and what I like about it is that even if you put in the hard work it doesn't really owe you anything Yep. right so you can work as hard as you want and do as much as you possibly can Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that uh you're going to be a black belt yeah right yeah those things don't go hand in hand yeah Uh, for crossfit you could train six hours a day and do the exact same workouts that the fittest man on earth or fittest woman on earth is doing that doesn't make you
1: so both similar in that sense yeah and uh that's kind of fun about it too right yeah one thing that i really respect about you is that you always post these things that are about your clients and stuff like that but also one thing that I noticed about you uh, you post this thing about you failing a squat uh, yeah. I don't know if you remember this but you put something along the lines of that you need something humbling like this once a day
2: yeah every day
1: every yeah. day yeah yeah and I feel like that's a perfect transition to jujitsu, and I I find uh your white belt in jiu-jitsu right now yeah. it takes forever by the way guys i'm <laughs> sure i mentioned that many times to get to black belt and some people don't even make it there but uh, to get humbled that often and uh to plug away is so tough right yeah yeah
2: for Same. sure yeah um jiu-jitsu it's 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 not always just getting like tapped either in practice like mm-hmm. you could attempt some drill that you guys have been that you've been working on in class for a couple weeks or something like that, yeah. and then it doesn't work because you missed the smallest little detail Yeah, that was the biggest thing in the whole um, whatever move that you're doing, yeah. and it's like, ah, oh, man! Right. Are, are, <laughs> then, are
1: you enjoying the little tweaks um, in Jiu-Jitsu? Like, you could do the same move over and over and over again and you'll learn something new about it. Yeah. Are you enjoying that? I love that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like moving your hand or your foot or your anything, just maybe this much and it makes a huge difference. Eh? Absolutely.
2: It's yeah. crazy. And the timing and then w- rolling with different people with their size and speed. Mm-hmm. If you do one thing with somebody who's bigger than you, yep. it won't necessarily work with somebody who's smaller, vice versa. And then a speed and experience. It's just, there's so many different factors. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't think you, you will ever know anything, yeah. right? Like yeah. um, talking to our, um Coach, at Adrenaline. Yeah. Like he's like he feels like he started over again when he got his black belt. He went from white to black, and oh, then yeah. it was like start over again. You yeah. Gotta learn everything. Yeah. Because there's so much to learn, and that that's exciting to me. Yeah. So, to some people that doesn't really, you know, jive with them. They're like, ah, I want to be the best, and I want to be the master at it. It's like, well. Yeah, I really want to solve out. Yeah,
1: it's it's fun and humbling all the time, like we said. But the belts don't make you. You know what I mean? Like even if say that there's a lot of people that just got their new belts, which is amazing. When you get a new belt, it's you should be proud of yourself. It's amazing and all that stuff. Even a stripe, um, but it doesn't change your game. That's right. Yeah. Right. If anything, it should fuel you to step up to that belt, which is cool. Yeah, So, and I can feel that rolling with
2: the people that just got promoted, you, you can, they, there's a little bit of a, a swagger to them right now, which is, it's cool, because yeah. Yeah, they're excited, they're confident, they feel like they've accomplished something, because, I mean, I'm sure for most of them, they've been um, at it for a couple of years, Yeah. year and a half, two years, yeah. they got their promotion, they're like, oh man, I'm in this now, and then they get a little bit of a fire.
1: Yeah. Hopefully some blue belts don't disappear, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) What do you call it? Uh, So there's a couple things with blue belt. As soon as they get their belt, I don't know what it is, but they just disappear. It's like they've done, because it takes forever. Um, It took me about 10 years to get to my brown belt. So there's white, blue, purple, brown. So that's the fourth belt. Yeah. Right? So blue they could be a blue belt for say one, two, three years as a white belt and then get their blue belt. Yeah. It's almost as if people think that they put in enough work but they can't see beyond. Yeah. In that transition from blue to purple, it's very hard. Uh, I feel like, uh, I call it the blue belt blues. Yeah, a lot of people call it that. Um, where they're at the tail end of their blue belt And they roll with the purple belt, and they understand—well, don't understand—sometimes how much of a difference it is. Yeah. It's a big difference, and so they get down on themselves. They're like, "I'm not ready for purple. So what do I do here, right?" Yeah. But it's a it's it's a growth slow growth game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's exciting.
1: Yeah. Good thing. Um, So we're filming this and recording this at your gym, London CrossFit. And I noticed that it's a very cool community for one thing, just like the Jiu Jitsu community. Yeah. Uh, How important is it to be (laughs) part of the community? In CrossFit? Yeah. That's
2: the the main thing for for CrossFit for sure. Yeah. Um, Everything's community driven. Yeah. um, And there's multiple different ways that you can be a part of that community. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest part. that the crossfit community would offer as like a comparison to going to the gym by yourself Mm -hmm. is that you have training partners every single day so every single time um you come into the gym you're going to see familiar faces you're going to see probably the same coach because we try to keep our coaches coaching the same time of day. Yeah. Um. So that the coaches and the athletes in that class develop a relationship.
1: Consistency. Right. Right. Yeah. Just like your growth in fitness. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: And that consistency for us, it's important that it comes from both sides. It's mm-hmm. not just the athletes; it has to come from the coach too. Like the coach always has to be on, um, and ready and willing to step in and make corrections when needed, just have a conversation, hang out with the athletes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the community part is is really just CrossFit. That's yeah. what it is, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, that being said, about your coaches, how important is it for, when you're choosing a coach, for them to love what they're doing? How important is that? Like, Especially if you're doing it too, but yeah, as a coach, because, I love being a trainer. I love it. Like, I have a full time job and school, two kids, and all that stuff. I have to love being a trainer if I'm still doing it, right? right yeah. So, how important is it for you to choose the correct coaches that love what they're doing?
2: Uh, that's number one. That's the number one thing we look for. We just actually hired a couple new coaches here, mm-hmm. and uh, really, what led us to those specific people mm-hmm. is how they interacted with the athletes at the gym. Yeah. Um, they they were both athletes, but they had coached before at other gyms, they had just moved to the area so they're kinda of feeling it out. Yeah. But the big thing that we're watching is like how do they interact with people? Yeah. Is it head down, going straight to their barbell, on their phone. On their phones, <laughs> things yeah. like that, right? Like that's not something that we want. Yeah. Um so we look forward just are they checking in with people? Are they I, I'm hundred percent and there's this because it's 'cause it's a I think it can kind of be an ego thing for some coaches that if you're coaching the class, you don't want other people giving people corrections. Yeah. But there, there's nothing wrong, that's part of the community as well, right? Yep. Where it's a cohesive team and everybody works together. Yep. So these individuals, I saw them like, giving other people little pointers, yep. um, encouraging people, things like that, yep. and the conversations. Like, Constructive. That's, right. that's right, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Sure. It's not like, uh, you know, you're doing that wrong. It's like, yeah. have you tried X, Y, Z? What about this? Yeah. How do you feel about that? How did that lift feel like getting, and those that t- those types of questions lead to the discovery for the athlete themselves, instead yeah. of just telling them what to do all the time. Yeah. So these people really showed the, those traits. And then the conversation is like, hey, do you want to coach? Yeah. Because you have the personality for it, yeah. and you have the knowledge for it, but if you don't want to, then it's not worth Because you have to be, like you said, if you're gonna do this, you gotta have a passion for it because, I mean, it's kind of a trend of our conversation, but it's a slow grind also. Oh yeah, that's it. And
1: uh, the progression of being a coach is not just, this is you, right? It's you progressing as a coach with your clients, Yes. right? You get better as a coach as you coach more, right? Um, I say all the time is that, Somebody could have all the knowledge in the world about this one subject, doesn't mean they're going to be a good coach or instructor or teacher. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, you see that
2: in teachers all the time. Yeah, if yeah. they
1: don't have the love for it, right, the love for teaching and they have all the knowledge, then I say don't do it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly, like if they're just doing it for money, okay, that's that's part of it. But the love for it, I feel like you always have to have that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that that helps when you're in a coaching
2: role. That helps people understand you a little bit more too, because mm-hmm. they they can see where your intention's coming from, mm-hmm. um, and they can feel the attention that you're giving them. Yeah. Um. And like, not only from a support standpoint, but also like you have to challenge them too. It's, it's like a delicate yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well, yeah.
1: For sure. Fine. And a good coach can find and tell somebody without hurting their feelings, right? Right. Or sometimes hurt their feelings. Uh, How to progress slowly and fix certain things, right? Yeah. And that's a good coach, right? Yeah. And that's part of the growth again. Yeah. Right? Uh, You just did, before you went away on your little vacation, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, you did an event for the community. So back to the community, you did a little event here. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So it's our summer event. It's called Suns Out, Guns
2: Out okay right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. uh for for us that we have events that are for the full london crossfit community and the crossfit community as a whole yeah this one specifically is uh for our athletes and their close friends and family can come and yeah participate as well um so it, there's fitness involved yeah but it's not really it's not crossfit yep um so that makes it more accessible to like if Somebody wants to bring their mom out and yep. she's never done CrossFit before. Yep. She doesn't have to worry about knowing how to do a barbell movement or a pull up or something like yep. that. She, if she can stand up and move her body, then she's yep. going to be pretty good. Um, so the focus on that is to bring new members and old members, yep. AM members and PM members, right? Because yep. usually people have a preferred time to yep. train. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Have everybody come into the gym at the same time. And it's kind of funny for us, like we see members that have been at the gym for like four years meeting each other for the first time. That's That's kind of cool though, cool, right? really cool. Yeah, and then they bring their kids and then their kids become friends and then sometimes they end up joining CrossFit kids together or they're on the same soccer team or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that just continues to like spread those roots of the community out. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just a community for our gym and CrossFit, but just for like fitness in general. Mm and just making a, a healthier community as a whole, a more aware community as a whole, um, awareness of what they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, really how easy it can be to be exposed to that. If you just, if you're in the right spots, yeah. right. Cause I mean, even in our plaza, if you stay at the front of the plaza, yeah. Um, I mean there's a karate gym at the front, so yeah. there's fitness up there too. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if you're down at Captain's foil all the time and you're not even aware that this is here, then yeah. maybe fitness isn't even an opportunity for you. Yeah. Um so just opening up that new yep. sort of dimension, I guess, mm-hmm. and like realizing how close it actually is and how accessible it is can really help make the community um, healthier.
1: On that on that point, if somebody is on that line of wanting to do CrossFit but unsure uh, what kind of advice would you give them?
2: Um, I think the, the most common thing, and I think this might be for Jiu Jitsu as well, is people feel like they have to be in shape before they start. 100% yeah, Right? It's like they have to go to and there's nothing wrong with this I'm not oh, yeah, saying yeah, this yeah. as a negative thing, but people feel like they have to um, start running to lose mm-hmm. weight or go to a big box gym um, just to get like a a baseline, a, a baseline, yeah. a start, yeah. something before they jump into this. But um, just like anything, when you first start, mm-hmm. you start at the beginning. You That's don't it. start down yeah. here, right? So you don't have to be doing what the people are doing at the CrossFit Games. Yeah, you're gonna be doing the same thing. It's gonna just look a little bit different. Exactly. Um, and CrossFit's big thing is that it's infinitely scalable. Yep. Um, so, for example, just using a, a pretty common movement, let's say like a push-up, right? You'll yep. see some people doing handstand push-ups, you'll see some people doing push-ups on the ground, push-ups from the knees, push-ups on the box, push-ups on the wall. But everyone's doing the same thing together. Yep. And having that, co- again, that, that's the cohesiveness of a CrossFit community. Allows them to progress together mm-hmm. and not feel like they're segregated off. And it's like, oh, you can't do handstand push ups. Well, you have to go over here and have a separate program. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do the CrossFit class. Like, that's that's not yeah. how it goes. Can I
1: say one thing about that? Yes. Um, how I feel about that, where people are doing push ups uh, depending on their progression, I feel like uh, everybody's 100% is different. Right? Yeah. so at the time say that you're doing the push the hands-in push-ups say that's your 100% now but at the beginning your hand, your push-ups were against the wall right see how everybody's giving a hundred percent that's why I really enjoyed the process of like everybody's giving their 100% don't so don't worry about everybody else just worry about your 100% that your effort yeah right yeah so I think that's pretty cool yeah for sure yeah. it's awesome yeah um, So let's speak on your vacation there. Yeah. Uh, I know that you went to another jujitsu gym. Uh, Can you speak on your experience a little bit there? Yeah.
2: um, It was different than what I have come to learn from the gym that I go to here in London. Um, And it it opened my eyes. So I've Mm -hmm. I've done this with CrossFit before because you can drop in at other affiliates. Yep. And... uh, you feel the differences between the programming, between styles, like styles of the gym, the setup of the gym, the coaching style, the community feel, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize, and I don't know why, but I didn't make the connection that jujitsu was going to be the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't have no idea why. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's just because it was a smaller school, yeah. um, compared to um, where I train here. Whereas some, like last night the class I was at was 35. Yeah, that's there's 35. Actually. Shout out to adrenaline. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. Like yeah. that's so many people and everyone, there's no, it's 35 people together. It's yeah. not like the blue belts are over here and the white belts are yeah. over here. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's chilling before the class starts. Yeah. Um, everyone's stretching after class talking about stuff and like, Yeah. Hey, can we go back to this position? Like you did this. What can I do to stop that? You know, like everyone's helping each other. Yeah. I didn't feel that at this other gym. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit different. It was. Uh, um, and the, the, the crazy thing for me is that like those people that are trained there would know i would be different. I don't think. Yeah. So they think that they're getting the best experience. Yeah. Um, to me, I guess I'm fortunate enough to have a better experience. Yeah. And I don't think that um, what this gym was doing was was. Bad. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was as great as it could be. Yep. And for me, being a coach too, like I, I pay more attention to these things probably yeah. than the average person. Yeah. Um, but if if we're drilling, I want the coach to be on the mat still. Oh, I don't want, right. I don't want the coach. I don't want the coach to be over. We just talking, talked about yeah. You know Hundred percent. I mean? So like I'm drilling, and I'm in a place that, like I don't know the people, and yeah. then also we're learning like adrenaline is more like the moves, the drills that we work on and the moves that we work on are applicable immediately in the rolling that we do at the end. Yeah. These ones are a little bit more flashy jiu-jitsu things. With yeah. A little bit of flying techniques and things oh, like that. Oh jeez, yeah. You know? So I'm like, I mean, like, I'm a white belt. I don't need to be learning a flying arm right yeah. now, right? Like yeah. I need to work on like my guard retention, you know, yeah. like learning the different positions still. But yeah. anyway, so it's just a little bit different. Um, and it opened my eyes to Um, this is in everything, right? So if you're somebody who's looking to get into CrossFit, looking to get into Jiu Jitsu, this is kind of my takeaway, is you should try a bunch of different places. Don't just go to one and make a decision based on it's close to your house, or it's the cheapest, or it has uh, like the coolest logo, or whatever (laughs) you're basing your decision off of. Like try them all out and join the one that you resonate with the most, the one that you feel comfortable in right away, um, where you're getting what you want out of your experience, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and don't just jump into it. Because uh, I'm sure if I had gone to another one while I was there, I, yep. I might have had a better experience yep. at, at that It's one. learning
1: from each school too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. going to a new place, you can't go ham, word of advice people. Yeah. Right? So don't go ham at a new place, just you know, gauge depending on how they go. Right, go with the flow type thing, yeah. Right, and see what school's for you. Like, my coach, I love my coach. Uh, shout out to Alliance Jiu Jitsu, uh, they take care of me. Tyler Crawford, he's always making sure that I'm doing it correct, so yeah. I appreciate that kind of stuff. Uh, one thing I noticed about uh, white belts nowadays compared to when I started, especially you, is that it's like you're learning, you're adapting, because you're already a strong guy. You're learning to learn technique or learning these skills that help you move forward quicker. So that being said, I wanna know what you know from CrossFit with the transition of skills to Jiu Jitsu. How important is that? Like you're, so you know, Okay, I'm not going to be the best at this new move that you're doing in the gym, right? So when you go into jiu-jitsu you already know okay, I'm not going to be the best arm bar Immediately right you're going to learn each step how important is that transition from skill to skill that slow grind here the slow grind uh, there um, how important is that for you and Like where did you kind of learn that? To transition your skills from one thing that you're good at to another. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I explained that horribly. No, I
2: I get what you mean. Yeah. So it, it's really uh, it's the foundation mm-hmm. of movement that you have to learn first, right? 100%. So yeah. the things like for CrossFit, like your basic squat, lunge, push, pull, yep. um, jump, right? Like all the basic hinging movements. Mm-hmm those are the fundamentals. And then there's a lot of intricate pieces to those fundamentals. It's not just that simple. It's not just like, oh, you can squat. It's like all the separate pieces to a squat and the different styles of squats. So if we relate that to an arm bar, there's so many different variations of an arm bar. It's just, that's the name of one move though. Just like a squat would be, right? So understanding that there's a fundamental and mm-hmm. kind of working backwards like where's the finish position for this armbar yep. this is where we need to get to mm-hmm. and then there's all of these different paths that you can take in order to get there and different setups and from different positions bottom top side mm-hmm. like there's so many different th- int- uh, intricate pieces yep. that have to come into play in order for it to work and if you miss one it doesn't happen yeah right and that's that's pretty cool
1: yeah and uh that's just what the physical movements right right then uh say you're consistent here you have to understand Mm -hmm. you have to be consistent there to get better yeah right and that goes with life in general right all this all these transfer of skills go with life right if you want to be good at anything you got to be consistent yeah work hard you got to understand what you're doing right right? or try to understand yeah Um, we call that the
2: like just the art of showing up Mm-hmm. It's like the yes. thing that we preach to the so our beginners program called is called On Ramp mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the mantra for the for the four weeks. It's like yep. keep showing up. Okay, you come three times a week for one week. Okay, you're at three times a week for two weeks. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? What's the difference? And we have like an assessment at the beginning and an assessment at the end to track their progress yeah. across the four weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always go back to, we don't go to the specific moves that they learned or the movements that they did or the workouts that they did. Mm-hmm. We always go back to, you got from here to, from there to here, yeah. because you showed up three times a week for four weeks. Yeah. And you showed yourself that consistency and then the trickle effect into your, your daily life yep. that that has, right? If you know you have to work out at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. you're going to treat the rest of your day a little bit differently. You're going to make exactly. sure you're drinking water. Yep. You're going to make sure you're eating well. You're going to make sure you're getting some sleep. Make sure you're managing that stress a little bit. Yep. And uh, you have something to look forward to also, which can boost your mood and help you feel yep. a little bit more excited about your day. And those are the big takeaways.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, by the way, the other co-host, he's not here, Dan, he enjoys your program, by the way. Oh, cool, you're, yeah. You're on, on the program. Pro play. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. love awesome. it. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Uh, can you... I uh, I did a little bit of research on you there. So, I noticed that you have a big transformation yourself. Yeah. Can you talk about... Can you talk about that? Like, is is yeah. Was it, like, from nothing to CrossFit? Or can you talk about how you got into fitness?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, growing up, my dad owned a, a Kempo Karate school. Yes. So that's what I did uh, from the time I was four until, I think I stopped right before I went to college. So I was like, what, 17, I guess, when you go to college. Mm-hmm. So I did that for like the big part of my uh, life. I also played sports. I was from a small town, Dorchester, just outside of London. So yeah. Dorchester is the type of town that like if you played one sport you had to play all the sports yeah. because there was only so many kids, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's like at, at high school, if you played basketball, well, the coaches were on you to play soccer. Yeah. The soccer <laughs> coaches were on you to play rugby. Yeah. And then the rugby coaches were on you to go to wrestling. And, like, everyone were, like, you had to do all the things because there just were not enough kids. So yeah. I just did everything. Yeah. And I think that's why looking – forward a bit. I think that's why I got drawn to CrossFit, uh-huh. is because CrossFit is a little bit of everything. It's not just um, strength training. It's not just running. It's like, it's everything. So I think that's kind of where I got that from. It's like, yeah. I had always done lots of different sports and I got bored with just doing doing one thing. So I was really skinny. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think I grew until I was like 16, yeah. 15, 16. And then I I just stayed the same weight and then just went straight up. I was uh, (laughs) beanpole. Yeah, I was six feet and like one fifty
1: going into
2: college. I was really small. Yeah, Uh, really skinny. Yeah, Um, I had like basic body awareness stuff from playing (laughs) sports, but I definitely was not strong. Uh, because strength and conditioning wasn't prioritized. Especially in a smaller community, there's not the same resources, right? Exactly. Uh, our high school had a weight room, but it was very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small high school, so there's not as many teachers or coaches. So just the resources were a little bit low, mm-hmm. um, so it was never prioritized. And, and it, I, nobody's teaching you how to do it, so you don't really do it that much. Yeah. Um, so I went to Fanshawe for fitness and health promotion, and then yeah. the guys that I hung out with in my class, one guy was a bodybuilder, yeah. and another guy was a national level cyclist. Okay. So they're kind of like two different ends of the spectrum, yeah. but both like really into fitness. And In yeah. that mindset, right? They're crazy. Yeah. Like uh, we go over to their place, this is a student house, remember? And yeah. we got one guy cooking, an absurd amount of chicken breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they got the other guy on his, just sitting on his bike. Like yeah, going like, ham? Just going crazy yeah. in, the, in the living room, just training nonstop. So I had never really experienced uh, an athlete that was focused on one sport and focused on being really great at it until that point, I don't think. Yeah. So that was a turning point for me, and they really gave me a lot of advice along with what you learn in school. But um, I think a lot of it comes from just like practical knowledge that these guys had. So yeah. I started working out a little bit more. Cause you um, had to have something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it. When you're a fitness coach, yeah, um, I'm not sure if this is the most popular opinion or not, but you definitely have to be the part. In my opinion, you gotta look the part and and do. I, the I feel same like things. that's a huge
1: part. Yeah, definitely a huge yeah. part. Yeah,
2: yeah, that catches. The, uh, I catch some heat for that sometimes when I talk about it, but I I honestly think that's.
1: Um, it's a difference. St- like, we could talk about it all day, but yeah. uh, I feel like it's a practice what you preach type of thing. Yeah. For if sure. you don't practice what you preach, it's like somebody teaching ring muscle-ups, right? And they've never done one single one. Right. Do you think they should be teaching it? Yeah, the, the credibility
2: goes way down.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, what if somebody asks you to show one? You are like, oh, you know, I, I actually can't do one. Yeah. Then so what do you... It's tough. It's very tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. Definitely practice what you preach is a huge thing for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I was I was focused on that, mm. and then through like making a bunch of nutrition changes and exercising more, I was yeah. able to get a little bit bigger. Yeah. So I was about. 175 pounds when i started doing crossfit so i was (laughs) like trending in the right direction uh one of my close buddies was coaching here actually before i was here yeah um he said and i was working at good life at the time personal training yeah he's like you got to come and try it yeah he was a regionals level athlete really good um got these good people around you man that's what i think that's what it comes down to also right like you create like it's the relationships that you build with the people that put you in the position to actually make change. Yeah. And he was that catalyst of change for me. Yep. I came here. It blew my mind right yep. away. I yep. was like, "This is sick." Yeah. I'm addicted to this right away. Similar to when I went into jiu <laughs> <laughs> jitsu, right? That yep. first day, and the and you just get beat. Yeah. Right, like first day of CrossFit, I'm like dying. Yeah. Um, first day jiu jitsu. Dying, yeah, and you think that's the only time you're gonna die. Little do you know, it's going every, day. every <laughs> yeah. single day. Yeah, so I think it takes a certain type of person to want to do that. I to love yourself. that stuff personally. Me too. I love it. Yeah. yeah, going back to that post, like I'm serious about that. I want to fail miserably at least yeah. once a day. Um, you learn so
1: much about yourself, right?
2: Eh? Yeah, how to react to it, and uh, I think some. I think the big thing right now is, like, uh, self-love and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's different... I have a different view on that, I think, than some people. Like, I don't think self-love is... Um, so I failed that back squat in that post. Yeah. That doesn't mean I was happy to fail that, po- that back squat. Mm-hmm. I was not happy at all. Yeah. I was mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I failed, and that's not, oh, that's not okay. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not... That should not be accepted in, yeah. in any world. Yeah. Um, so it's not that I was happy, and I forgave myself for missing that lift. Yeah. What it my form of self love from that moment was okay. Well, what am I going to do so that that doesn't happen again? I like that. Yeah. And that that's my that's what I think self love is. It's like challenging your being able to ch- like critically look at yourself and challenge yourself to. Make sure that you're moving in a direction that is positive for your life and your success, mm-hmm. whatever that is for you. It doesn't have to be a—it spe- doesn't have to be a water max back squat. Mm-hmm. It could be um, whatever you want it to be, yeah. right? Um, it doesn't have to be a material thing. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. It could be.
1: Whatever. Yeah. But, what, what I get, the vibe that I get from you is that you're constantly looking for to add fuel to your fire. Your fire is huge. Yeah. Right now, yeah. but you're still adding to it. Yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah. That's ha- really cool. I
2: think, I think you kind of have to. Yeah. So yeah.
1: like uh, your style of uh, self love or how you're happy or sad about failing or whatever yeah. is your style, right? So right. I like that. I appreciate that. So yeah. um, before we close this off, yeah. Um, can you give a few tips on somebody? Who wants to try something new yeah um, what kind of mindset like where they what should they do like how they how should they approach it I like
2: this, this yeah is cool. <laughs> um, so I think the first thing is to decide um, kind of what gets you going mm-hmm. right like what do you really like what feeling do you get in a day and you're like, ah, oh, I want that one, mm-hmm. right? Like, are you an adrenaline junkie? Yeah. Um, do you like just sweating? Um, do you like being comfortable? Um, and then finding something that will allow you to feel that. So, like, comfort doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a really bad thing. Like, if you're comfortable, it's chilling on the couch. <laughs> That's different. We're talking about different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm Challenge talking-
1: different. Challenge comfort, right?
2: Yeah, and or like a comfortable environment for you. Like exactly. where where can you go and feel good? Mm-hmm. Um, like is it the gym? Is it um, like do you enjoy doing some sort of um, outdoor connection thing like hiking or mm-hmm. outdoor yoga or just walking in the grass in your bare feet like being a hippie with the you know all that stuff? Yeah, find that's what I mean by by comfort. So mm-hmm. try to. Figure out what that is, and it's probably where you spend uh, some time right now. Yep. Explore how you can get that. Yep. And then go and try it, but go and try it in the mindset that you're going to suck at it for sure. Hundred. percent I like that. And be okay like with that. 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 You're not. If you're expecting to go and try something new and you're going to be good at it right away, then you're not actually trying something new. <laughs> yeah. You're doing something that you knew you're already good at. <laughs> yeah. <Like, laughs> yeah. Like that's for not sure. the same thing. Yeah. So be okay with sucking at it. And then also be okay with the fact that you might not ever get that good at it. Yeah. And, uh, just because you put in the time and you put in the hard work doesn't mean you're going to get the result that you're looking for, Yeah. but you learn so much along that, that path or that journey of time or hours spent training Mm -hmm. or, um, commitment or experience. Though that's where all the golden nuggets are hidden. In that journey, it's not the destination that you get there. Like for me, starting jujitsu, I don't care if I ever get my black belt, but I don't see myself ever stopping doing jujitsu at this point. So it's like the natural progression is if I get good enough, then I'll earn the black belt. If I don't, then I won't. I'll stay blue or purple, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop going
1: that's what, well, like, what it's about yeah what you're speaking on is almost like the formula for longevity in yeah. anything you do right if you go in just like I talked about this a few times but somebody who wants to lose 10 pounds which is you know it's, it's okay if they want to lose 10 pounds or do they want to be better at fitness and health right Right. see yeah. the that's the longevity mind saying that you want to be better short term is i just want to lose 10 pounds what's after 10 pounds right right if you think about just getting better 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 that 10 pounds will come
2: yeah that happened in the uh crossfit community as well so there used to be a competition called regionals which would qualify you for the games Mm -hmm. and so many people had a goal set that regionals was going to be like that's their goal they want to qualify for regionals they took away regionals yeah they're not a thing anymore so we're in like this weird transition period where we have all these athletes that have put so much time and effort in mm-hmm. and don't have their goal that they want to achieve isn't even a thing anymore. So you gotta be ready, you know, like that's crazy, yeah. right? So it's like now they're now in like a self-reflection phase where they're like, okay, well, why am I actually doing this? Yes, Because that's not there anymore. So Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? I think for the athlete, it's the best thing that could have possibly happened. There we go. Yeah, yeah I think so. That's because a longevity, so right? Ca- so caught up in that regionals, yeah. So much emotional connection with that, yeah. You know that yeah. magical, mystical thing that, yeah. like, oh, I, if I if I get this, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. It's all relying on that, and yeah. now they're realizing, like, oh, I just do this because I really like it. Yeah. Right. I really enjoy competing. Um, I really enjoy training I enjoy the people that I do it with and that's what they're actually doing it for they're not regionals had nothing to do with why they were doing it otherwise they would not still be doing it because they haven't even qualified yet yeah right it's just uh, you know it's that little sparkly thing that they're chasing uh, that they think that they want when really they just like doing what they're doing every day yeah
1: I love that self-reflection comment that you had there you needed to do that all the time right and I think this fast-forwards their progression Right? I've had these things where I'm like stagnant, 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 and this one thing, this could be a tiny thing, somebody's saying something, you're like, oh, shoot, why am I doing this thing? Right. Right? Yeah. So uh, so your tips, uh, comfort, looking for a place that will challenge you, something that will make you connect uh, with the emotion that you want, Right. and longevity, which yeah. is great advice. Uh, before I close this off, I want to talk about a little bit of bringing comfort into every part of your life, right? So if it's work too, I have a buddy, I'll tell his story here. He, so he's been in and out of jobs, but he had a temp job and you know how sometimes temps get treated poorly sometimes, right? So he was at a construction site where the guy just treated him like crap for weeks. And then he, it came to a point where, like, he was doing all the work. He's a hard worker. He's doing all the, but the guy just wanted to bring him down. Don't be in a place where you're not comfortable. Right. You have to enjoy your job, uh, your health, your kids, everything that you're doing. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
2: think we both have the same definition of comfort, where it's not like comfort isn't the, always the easiest thing. Yeah. yeah the comfort is where. You feel like you're the most fulfilled.
1: I yes. Guess, yep. Would be. Uh, I like being com. My comfortable is not being comfortable. That's right. Right. Yeah. Always being challenged to be better than I was. I want to be. This is my personal goal: is to have my son join jujitsu when Sweet. when cool. he wants to, right? Yeah. And be able to handle myself against him. Yeah. When he's my age now. Yeah. That's
2: cool cuz we see the Barden's doing that right now at the gym, right? Yeah. What a, when I look at that I'm like that's a cool What inspiration. Yeah. Eh? yeah. Yeah, that relationship that they have because of jiu-jitsu is something that uh, I'm sure a lot of people will never be able to experience. It's yeah. a connection on a on a different.
1: Yeah. Level. I say jiu-jitsu, but it could be anything. It could be anything. Guys, sure. don't get me wrong. Yes, I want my son in jujitsu, but it doesn't have to I'm not going to force him to be in jujitsu. Whatever it is. If he wants to wrestle me fight me whatever I want to be able to handle him in any situation that's my my goal yeah. That's why I do what I do <laughs> yeah right? also also to, up yeah quick. To of, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it you have yeah. to continue to be better than you are that way he never catches up and motivates him to be oh, you know my dad practices what he preaches so yeah. when I take his advice he does what he says he, he's gonna do right yeah. it's hard to take advice from, say it's health, somebody who smokes. Right, how is that? You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, this guy's smoking. He's like, you know, you got to be better for yourself. It's like, yeah, yeah. Stop.
2: Don't take your health advice out front of like frog. Yeah, you know, that's you know, it. smoke pit. You know, like go. To, you got to go to the right place. That's a. Find your...
1: Everybody's getting wasted and giving out health advice, right? Yeah, for sure.
2: I think that goes along. Like your your kids, um, I see in your Instagram stories all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they're moving and active, and like they're trying handstands or hanging yep. from bars and their only reason why they're doing that is because they see you do it. Yeah. I
1: right. wanted to make it their normal though. Right. It's, it's awesome. That's what, that's what you want to integrate into their brain that this is normal to move every day. Yeah. Do they complain
2: ever about doing that stuff? Never, ne- never. never.
1: They, you know what? Uh, they love being on the tablet. I won't lie. But if I said, let's go to the park, let's go, go play. They'd rather do that. And that, I like that yeah so it, the language
2: that you use there you're like let's go to the park let's go play it's not yeah oh we got to go outside yeah oh, you have to go work out <laughs> oh we have to go yeah. like you're wording it in a way that like you're having fun they already know fun. yeah
1: it's like they already know yeah that you know the park is fun yeah They get to do run around and be a kid yeah and I, I like their energy even though it drains <laughs> you yeah, can work yeah, yeah. out for hours and hours and hours 10 minutes with them sometimes it's like oh my god i'm <laughs> yeah. done yeah but that's cool
2: that's, that's a part a part that I, um, I have a hard time um having any sort of like merit with that is because i don't have kids mm. so like me giving advice um to parents like no like you are an example and you do have that pressure yeah. when i say it they're like oh what do you know yeah and, and so i can't really i so i was just curious like yeah. what their response is because everyone that i speak to here that has kids and they do the same things with them it's the same thing mm-hmm. the kids rarely complain yep. about doing the physical stuff yeah because it's just it's worded different and they see and watch mom you and dad are doing that. it. that's right it's yeah. part of it's just that's oh that's what you do yeah. that's what people do yeah it's hard to get um your kids to go outside if you're sitting on the couch watching netflix and say hey kids go outside
1: that's it they're like well and what do you want from your kids right if you're not practicing what you preach, but you want your kids to be better, like what kind of example are you going to be, right? You know what I mean? So that's yeah. how I kind of see it with anything. Like uh, I want to be good at jujitsu, but also I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my partners and all that stuff to be better. So am I going to treat them like crap? No, I'm going to treat them like how I would treat white belt, blue belt, bra- purple belt, brown belt, black belt. All the same, yeah. you know, respect and just you know, try to get everybody better. Yeah, like after we roll, every single time you give me something
2: mm-hmm. that you notice that I could do better next time. Yeah. Uh, and that's what most of the higher belts at Adrenaline do. Yeah. Uh, very rarely do I get somebody who's just trying to rip
1: my head Yeah, off. Yeah. Right. If anything, they're making you better to make themselves better too, which is, that's part of the game too, right? right? You surround yourself with good people, you make them better, it makes you better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one last thing. Do you want to shout out to anybody? Yeah. Uh, Shout out to your podcast. Okay, sure. Your your gym.
2: Yeah, so uh, we're recording this right now in our very small office at West London CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do online programming, Sheriff Performance Academy. Um, I also do a podcast called The Fitness Experiment with my co-host Chad Bidding from Brain Ignition. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also a coach at West London CrossFit. Um, and he and I do some online consulting. He's a uh, nutrition genius, um, complete nerd. Yeah. Like, his idea <laughs> of fun is reading PubMed <laughs> and drinking coffee. Yeah. So that's all he does. And then I take care of the fitness side of things. So we have a, a nice, like, balance that's there. That's a beautiful balance. Um, because yeah. nutrition to me isn't as... Um, I'm not... I'm not, definitely not a nutrition expert, so I don't like speaking on that stuff yep. as much. Yep. He loves it. He's the same thing with fitness, so we kinda of balance it out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Instagram, Sheriff Academy, or the fitness experiment. Um, same thing on Facebook, same thing on YouTube. Yeah. We're we'll put all the links we'll put all
1: the links in uh in the bio there for the, this podcast and I'll send it to you. So Yeah, cool. Alright man, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks man. It was yep. fun. Yep. Thank you. Time to roll. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to another episode. We really hope you enjoyed that one. If you'd like to check out the video version, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube, and you can see it there. If you'd like to get a hold of Jesse, you can find him in a few different ways. On Instagram, you can find him at Sheriff Academy. You can also check out the podcast that he has at The fitness underscore Experiment, And you can check out West London CrossFit at West London CrossFit. You can also find him on Facebook, and they have a YouTube channel for their podcast as well, The Fitness Experiment. Check it out. Like always, if you need to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or YouTube, Ivy League Mindset. Find us on Instagram, at Ivy League Mindset. And you can find Hawk, at Hawk and myself, at Dan DeLulo. Until next time, cheers, guys.